To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. Right now, though, Albie Hales. He is a doctor and a food writer. You may know him from his victory on the Great Kiwi Bake Off back in 2021. He was also behind Scarfy Kitchen, a cookbook and blog of affordable student meals. LB has taken a step back from the medical profession, well, just a little bit, to focus on his love of food. And he now runs a cake business, Bow Cakes, and has put his feel-good focus into a new cookbook. It is called Good Vibes, and LB is in the studio with me now. Good morning. Morena Francesca, thanks for having me. Hey, um, first of all, I just want to say what a beautiful cookbook. Oh, gosh, thank you. Most of my cookbooks end up with quite a lot of food on them and, you know, sticking pages together. But this one, really, I feel I should sort of keep out of the way no, of the mess and the e- chaos. It's equally a cookbook to have, you know, get butter all over those pages and okay. stick together. <laughs> all right, then. I want to start with your food philosophy, the way you approach food, that feel-good, you know, approach. W- what is it? Yeah, so I guess my philosophy has always been about having a really positive relationship with the food that we eat. I mean, in this modern world, we're constantly thrown with all these different fad diets we should be doing, and there's a lot of negative cognitions that come from those types of things. So for me, a positive relationship with eating is connecting to the whenua, uh, connecting to whanau, food is powerful in bringing us together, and connecting to yourself uh, by really getting in touch with your feelings around food and how different foods and flavours can make us uh, feel amazing so that's what healthy eating is about for me and I've tried to channel that into the into the book I think we've all had that moment where we've eaten something that we know that we didn't really want and we've eaten it and we've gone actually that just does not make me feel good yeah you know exactly I think we all recognize that really clearly I wonder if we recognize when actually food is nourishing us and making us feel good yeah as much uh, yeah, that's right. And I mean, I talk about this idea of this kind of food flavor feeling triangle because I think they all inherently connect to each other just as different flavors can make us feel good. I mean, food is really powerful in terms of n- nostalgia and memory or, you know, if you have that bite of that juicy fresh peach, it can instantly lift your mood. Similarly, if you're feeling really crap, then you're going to make more convenient and probably less nutritious food choices uh, compared to if you're feeling energized and motivated, then you'll probably cook something exciting um so yeah it's all inherently connected and uh yeah eating uh eating well and uh, positively often leads to more nutritious uh and delicious food as well i imagine flavor is very important yeah it's everything (laughs) it's everything right (laughs) it's everything but i i wonder if sometimes we don't make the most of it Mm, yeah definitely i think it's great that uh, you know, we're in 2023 and a lot of global ingredients and flavors are now at our fingertips in Aotearoa where, you know, 20 years ago it wasn't so much. Uh, but it's all about being brave in the kitchen as well and experimenting and Good Vibes really encourages uh, home cooks in Aotearoa to, you know, take risks in the kitchen, try new things uh, because it's only by having some, there might be some serious um, flops if you're doing that, you know, but hopefully this book will guide you through some interesting ingredients. That, it, yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I thought that some of the recipes in your book, the flavour combos, feel mm. quite brave. I mean, do yeah. we need to be bolder <laughs> and try new things? Well, to be fair, when I stopped and thought about it, I went, actually, no, I can kind of, I can see how that would work. But do we need to be sort of 
braver and bolder with our cooking. Yeah, well, I think it's a balance for everyone because, you know, to for some of us feel more confident in the kitchen and at the end of the day, we all want to make something delicious and nutritious that we can feed, you know, our whanau with. Uh, but I think to get, you know, cooking is something that you can really put yourself into and um, if that passion shows through by you getting excited by trying new things, then it's going to show in the the meal that you're eating at the end of the day as well. And uh, I think that, yeah, getting experimental is is a fun way of doing that. And uh, yeah, perhaps getting you uh, yeah more excited to be in the kitchen rather than it being a, a weekday chore that, you know. Because you it is for so many of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when you put your heart and soul into something and, and, and your teenager goes, what is this? Yeah. We'll get the teenager in the kitchen and, you know, cooking with you. And we don't do yeah. enough of that with our kids. And, uh, you know, it's shown that this generation of children, there are studies that prove that uh, they are less equipped to, uh, you know, feed themselves once they leave home. So get them involved and make it a family thing where you cook together at night. It will take more effort, but it's worth it. No, it does. And yeah. I look, I make it big enough. I know a lot of people go, when you get the kids in the kitchen and the place turns out to be a mess. Well, when I cook, it's already a mess, so we, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> hey, you also talk about just, you know, just the... And you've sort of alluded to this now, just the process of um, preparing a meal of cooking can be good for our mental health. Mm, absolutely. I mean, having worked in mental health, it's very clear the therapeutic benefits from food and cooking and, you know, just the tactility of rubbing flour or, um, you know, just as certain smells can make us feel good. Similarly in the kitchen, if you tune into all of that, it can be a really powerful uh, tool for self-reflection and, you know. Is it also a sense of purpose? Yeah, no, it can be because it means something that yeah, you're working towards in your day and that it can also be something that it's a time for just yourself and it, by having that purposeful moment where you have that space in the kitchen and can self-reflect is, is really important. Yeah. I'm interested in, in, in the sort of how you're trying to balance at the moment, of course. You're trained as a doctor um, and you've got your food journey as well. Have, have these two journeys kind of gone hand in hand? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've... Cooking and food has always been a big part of my whanau. Deliciousness is always part of, you know, big celebrations. And then leaving home, going into flatting, I really loved it. And with medical school, I guess my understanding of the human body and how important what we eat is uh, to our health <clears throat> has meant that I've been able to kind of work on, on both sectors because nutrition and health are so inherently connected. Uh, and I think there's a, a massive space, especially in food and mental health, that's growing and in our future for the world and especially Aotearoa. So, uh, yeah, I've been able to combine those interests in, in a good way. So if you were giving someone tips about healthy eating and a healthy approach to food, what would yeah. you say? Uh, I think the biggest thing is just, yeah, being able to uh, connect to the food that you're consuming. So a great way, ideally, is being able to grow your own food if you can. Even, you know, there's some amazing people out there on YouTube and Instagram, even in very urban spaces, still being able to grow nutritious and delicious uh, produce. So uh, trying to get in touch with the whenua through that. Uh, and, you know, also cooking seasonally. Uh, it means that usually it's better for our environment. Hopefully it's also supporting local growers and producers. And, you know, get down to your farmer's market and talk to your local growers and see what the process is around your food and, and that's, you know, a better way to be uh, going about your foodie um, choices. Has it been a hard decision sort of stepping back from the medical profession? Yeah, no, it has because, I mean, you become a cog in the machine and I was in it for, you know, 10 years with medical school and then working and uh, people always say, oh, you're a doctor, oh, that must be so, you know, 
good on good on you that's great and you know you end up in this hierarchical system but our healthcare system is really struggling it's really real challenge for whether you're a doctor a nurse a, a physio a healthcare assistant it's a really hard uh, uh, workforce to be a part of because uh, yeah our healthcare system is stretched and there are huge demands on you uh, emotionally and, and cognitively so it's not a yeah. good. It's not a good time for us to be losing another doctor, Alby. I'm going to be honest <laughs> well, with you. Well, I don't think you haven't lost me yet. I think I'm just. I'm just trying to find that sweet spot where I can uh, create a nice path for myself in both. Tell me about Scarfy Kitchen. That was your first project, I think, back in 2016. <laughs> what a what a great project, though. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. And I mean, uh, at that stage, it was more about you know living on a budget, feeding my flatmates, and. Uh, going to uni in Dunedin, uh, that kind of scarfy culture yeah. and incorporating that into things. It was a, a good gateway into food writing for me at that stage and then things have just kind of developed uh, as I've developed in myself. But I mean, yeah. is that still available? We're in the middle of a cost of living <laughs> crisis and the students are feeling it too, Albert, yeah, you yeah. know? Well, that's true. No, at the time it was all it was all self-published. I just did 100 copies, so uh, it was a small thing. But maybe maybe I need to bring it back and I bring know. a revised Scarfy Kitchen for, for New so. Zealanders. I think so. As, as a mother of a teenager who is going to go home and make her son cook more now uh, in, in the kitchen. Um, hey, tell me about the Great Kiwi Bake Off as well in 2021. You won. What did that competition do for you? Yeah, well... That was amazing. I think if we get opportunities in our day to try new things, whether it's small or big, always take them because you grow so much as a person. And for me, it gave me the confidence to approach publishers about this cookbook. I've been working on it for a couple of years in my own time. And I kind of had an email ready to send when uh, it was announced that I'd won the competition. And it's it's challenged me a lot in my life because it's questioned my path in medicine versus food, but I think in a positive way, uh, which is led me to being here today talking to you about this about this book there's a lot in this book mm. I don't you said a couple of years it doesn't surprise me was does it take longer than you thought it would to oh, have a cookbook? Yeah, absolutely I mean this was yeah 18 months ago most of this was actually pulled together and yeah. it's only now it's out on the shelves uh, and the recipes throughout have have been brought together from different periods of my life in fact there is one recipe from the scarfy kitchen days that I have actually included in the book uh, too but um yeah, the books, it's about positivity. Each chapter is things like energize, thrive, connect. Uh, and yeah, it's it's hopefully feel-good food. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it's great. You make it really easy to use. You've got, you know, your seasonal, um, you let us know what recipes are seasonal and, and mm. things like that, which is so helpful. Cookbooks have become so much more helpful yeah. for people <laughs> like me that need literally to be ta- handheld, taken through things. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in. Really lovely to meet you. Thank you. One quick shout out. I thought I'd share that there is one particular recipe yes. that I really love in the book. It's in the Connect chapter. Uh, it's called the Showstopper Collie with Speedy Satay and Hazelnut Dukkah. Uh, it's a whole cauliflower that is perfect for just, it's really quick, 30 minutes, thrown to the centre of the table. It looks kind of like some almost alien-like creature, which yep. makes it kind of fun, but it's super delicious and it's great for sharing with others. Okay, good to know your favourite. I'm building up to attempting the Christmas meringue roulade with rose rosé cherries and Chantilly cream. I oh, can't even yeah. pronounce it, but it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. A splash of rosé and some seasonal cherries at Christmas time. You can't get much better than that. Elvie, so lovely to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Elvie's cookbook, Good Vibes, is in store now. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.